Hey, this is the national treasure and the real world's champion, Nick Aldis. And you're listening to the Atomic Podcast. Intellectual stimulation by way of mobile devices. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Atomic Podcast. And here is your host of the show, Efren Guzman. Ladies and gentlemen, the NWA World Heavyweight Champion, Mr. Nick Aldis. Nick, how are you this evening? I'm good, Efren. Thank you for having me on. Oh, thank you for coming on the podcast, man. Um, I know you have your show coming out Tuesday, 6.05, NWA Power. And the NWA is back, man. Um, were you a fan of wrestling growing up, and were you aware of the NWA? I was a fan of wrestling growing up. Um, I have to be honest, growing up in England, you know, the NWA did not really have um, much of a footing in the in the UK sort of sphere, you know, in the television marketplace. Uh, you know, my, my first exposure to wrestling was the WWF, and I was a huge Bret the Hitman Hart and British Bulldog fan, and... Um, you know, it, it, it kind of went from there, and as I became a, a young man, I, I sort of realized that I was more than just a fan. I think, I, you know, I wanted to pursue this as a career, and, I, and I've been very fortunate that it's been my been my full-time occupation my entire adult life. So it was, um, it was when I really started to sort of study the business, you know, and, and look at it from that perspective is when I you know, became familiar with the NWA and its heritage and its roots and its influence on everything. And, um, you know, I, I couldn't say exactly when it really started to dawn on me that there was this very distinctive sort of other history of wrestling. But um, it probably started when I became obsessed with Ric Flair and, you know, just, just how important he is to the landscape of the business and everything like that and started studying Rick and his history and then just realizing, like, man, this – this wrestling over here was just a totally different animal to the wrestling that I grew up on and, you know, spoke to you in a totally different way as a fan. And I just, you know, when, the, when the opportunity came up to be a part of it, I just, I was so excited. No. What can fans expect from NWA Power Show? It's, it's a real alternative. Okay. You know, uh, I, I've, I, put, I put something out earlier on my social media where I said, you know, this is a, a a true alternative, like, and what I, and, and that's not throwing shade at any of the other shows out there. It's just like, we looked at the, the landscape of the business and said, there's a lot of shows that are catering to a certain type of audience, mm-hmm. you know, like the, the really discerning kind of art house wrestling crowd, you know, the ones who, who really, really appreciate the genre on a, on a, you know, very on, on multiple levels and, analyze it and they love to you know they they love to talk about it and dissect it and you know be experts on it and rate it and all this kind of stuff and you know it's like anything there are people who there are art house movie people there are people who you know who like certain genres of music and you know and, and all this kind of thing and we just thought you know i feel like there's a lot of people out there there's a lot of audience out there that kind of fell off from watching wrestling because all the wrestling became this type of wrestling that didn't necessarily speak to them and we said why don't we try and do that kind of wrestling that speaks to those fans and you know I've when I my uh since I came to the U.S. in uh 2010 Mm -hmm. and 
I lived in Florida and I've lived in Virginia and I've lived in Tennessee. And, you know, between those three states, I spent, and, you know, I worked for TNA obviously for a number of years. So I, I predominantly worked on the East Coast and the Southeast. And so I have heard over the years many people who kind of tell me that they used to watch wrestling mm-hmm. and they don't watch wrestling anymore because. You know, they preferred like a bit of rough and tumble and, and guys doing interviews and, you know, getting after it with each other like men. And they didn't necessarily respond as much to the sort of very, very heavily Japanese influenced stuff or the sort of, you know, very the stuff that's very much based on the athleticism element of it. They they, they kind of like they kind of like a bit of attitude, you know, and, and, the, and the, you know, what we what we affectionately call wrestling. <laughs> you know, and, yeah. uh, we said let's give him a wrestling show so that's a long-winded way of saying that what you're going to see and what's going to make it different is really every single facet of this show the way it's shot the way it's the, the, the graphics the way that we're presented um you know the, the way that the way that we the talent the way that we talk the way that we wrestle for tv because there's a different you know there's a there's wrestling on television you know was always for the longest time was was very different to the kind of wrestling you would see on a pay-per-view or a live event and it was only when the television the cable television era really sort of got got hot in the in the mid 90s with the competition between wcw and wwf Mm -hmm. that they started putting longer and sort of you know um more special matches on free television you know primarily like television was designed to pretty much sort of give you like a little taster menu mm-hmm. is the way i looked at it was like hey here's our here, here's here's our best guys you know and hey look you know this is what they can do oh hey by the way this guy doesn't like this guy and if you want to see these two you know this is this is going to boil over and when it boils over it's going to be on pay-per-view and they're going to and they're going to wrestle you know and we just um it's i know that uh i know that obviously it's the title of wwe's flagship show but the best word to describe what we do it's 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 more raw you know it's it's a very um the guys go out. They, they, we, you know, we speak from the heart, and um, it's it's not a very controlled environment. We just kind of get out there and say what we think, and and you know, sometimes it ends in fisticuffs, and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. What's what what I find fascinating about it? It's this is you know this is the age of digital world, computers and media, and it's really easy to watch NWA because it's going to be free on YouTube and people who have the fight app or who people who can't afford to have cable television or can't afford to get apps on their phones because, you know, it's a monthly charge. They can see it for free on YouTube, right? Yeah. We basically made the decision that we want to expose people to our concept. Uh-huh. You know, we, like we, we want to, we want as many people as possible to see us do this show and we said, well, the best way to do that is, yeah, yeah, we're releasing it, we're dropping it at six oh five on a Tuesday. You know, mm-hmm. the six oh five time slot obviously is a throwback and tip of the hat to the TBS Saturday night show. But it's the 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 fact, it, yeah, it's you know, we hope that as many people as possible tune in to see it live as it happens, so they can, you know, so we have that community feel to it because 
we have you know we've we've carved out a, a good strong little fan base and it's growing all the time um but you know this is 2019 if we we want you to be able to watch it on your own time and enjoy it and so we said it goes out on youtube it goes out on facebook it goes out on fight all at once worldwide everybody who's interested can see it and we'll go from there because we want you to see the show because we think you'll enjoy it and we don't want you to have to pay for it yet we want you to see it and enjoy it and, and come on this ride with us yeah um the nwa went through many different incarnations from like the 70s the 80s and the 90s um the nwa now nwa power is you know people will people see a little bit of reminiscent of like the 80s like i don't know like like, like the ring the colors like is there anything like with a throwback to it yeah there is oh and, okay. um, you know i think that that's been that's been an element of of what we've done that people have really responded to and it wasn't necessarily something we we thought of right away like we we started this with with the 10 pounds of gold series which was in many ways really really new really modern and groundbreaking because mm-hmm. while there have been obviously you know other shows that are sort of ancillary content the wwe does, you know produces amazing ones like these you know the sort of hype videos and different things and documentaries that never really made a series that was a long form um build up to one match you know mm-hmm. it was like very much in uh, reminiscent of hbo 24 7 or showtime all access or ufc countdown and stuff like that but you know that was where the inspiration came from for it was it was like i was i would i love those shows i always have and i sort of made the point to david lagana and billy corgan that you know I don't have to be a huge boxing fan, but by the time I've sat through three or four of these, like I want to buy that fight, <laughs> you know, well, it's one fight. Like um, I said, I said, I bought, you know, this was in 2017 when we first got this rolling. I said, I've bought three boxing pay-per-views this year. I never would have, you know, I never would have thought that was possible, but what is that? Like it's, I'm not a huge boxing aficionado. I love the sport, but I'm not like, I don't sit there and watch, you know, Johnny boxing versus like, you know, Frank Smith, uh, you know, in New York, like on a random ESPN show. Like I don't, I, I, I just watch the big shows, you know? And I said, that's, I think I said, wrestling is, we're all, everyone's fighting over the same audience, which is the diehard audience that's left. And I was like, I think, there's a bunch of people that have just kind of fallen off because nothing's speaking to them. And I said, I think we should speak to them in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the best thing and the most difficult thing about being world champion? Um, the best thing about being the world champion is knowing that you, you know, you're, I mean, for, with the NWA champion anyway, mm-hmm. is knowing that you're, you know, you're, you're a part of history. You're continuing a legacy set in motion by, you know, Lou Fez and Dory Funk Jr., Jack Briscoe, Harley Race, Ric Flair. You know, that's that's a that's a, a, a crazy feeling sometimes. It could be overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And when you think about the fact that this title is, is essentially the, the, the one that started it all. Yeah. You know, 
the, the original incarnation of the first world championship goes back to 1905, George Hackett-Schmidt. Mm-hmm. And it kind of, and it, it branched off to, to become the NWA championship, you know, and then with Buddy Rogers going off, that was where the, the, you know, the, the WWF and everything formed. And, but this, this title is the only one left today that can trace its, you know what I mean? That can really trace its, just the, this actual lineage, lineage right the way yeah. back that far over a century. And to be recognized by people with, you know, who were authorities on the matter, like Harley before he passed and like Dory Funk and stuff for them to, for them to acknowledge what I've done as champion and to, and to, you know, basically say that they endorse it and are, you know, are, are happy to sort of lend their name to it. That's a huge, a huge feeling. The hardest part is, is the pressure of having to deliver, you know, it's, um, mm-hmm. you're on last and everyone's gunning for you. Everyone's trying to make a, you know, sort of stake their claim as to why they should be the champion. And you have to go on after everybody else when the crowd is tired and they're, you know, and, and you have to make it and you have to make them, you have to make, not only do you have to do it then, but you have to make it the best match. You have to make it the most important one, the one that makes them the feel, feel the most. So, you know, and if you can, like I've been able to do, that's that's how you keep it. Yeah. Um, being in the NWA and being world champion, do you feel most comfortable um, since you've ever been in the sport of wrestling? Have you feel the most comfortable now? 100%. Why? Like, there was a moment <clears throat> somewhere around... Somewhere around early 2018 where I really started to realize, like, I I don't worry anymore about, like, having a bad match. Mm-hmm. I don't, like, I don't, I don't sit there and think, oh, I'm wrestling so-and-so, this isn't going to be good. Like, I, I don't have that feeling anymore. Mm-hmm. I have the feeling of, like, okay, I'm wrestling so-and-so, how do I make it good, you know? And I do like, and that's, you know, the coolest thing was, was being able to, as you know, has been to travel the world. I, you know, since I've won the title the first time I've, I've defended it on four different continents was the first, first and only NWA world champion to defend it in China. I've defended it against such a range of opponents, you know, many of whom, have since gone on to sign with major promotions yeah. like after challenge, you know, after getting a title match with me and, um, every single one, you know, I've, I've wrestled super heavyweights all the way down to, you know, flyers and, you know, doing the cat and mouse thing. And it's like, uh, you know, the, the, the mo- it's the, it's the best feeling in the world to have been going, you know, to go to different countries, China, Australia, you know, Europe, all over the U S and to, I watch the people, you know, watch my opponent get a standing ovation after I leave the ring with the title. Wow. You know, that's and and I've been very fortunate to have to have experienced that feeling a, a number of times now, and it's like that's for me is that's when I knew, like I, I you know, I I had um, reached a level of comfort that I you know didn't have before, and I've. I remember Mick Foley saying to me when we were in Australia, Tommy Dreamer, a couple of people were saying, like, you can really, he's like, it's really fun to watch when guys get to that point where they, they realize, like, uh, I'm, 
I'm really comfortable now. Like I can do this. Yeah. Um, how did fatherhood impact your life and did it change the way you approached the wrestling business? It, it really did. I mean, any, any father will tell you or any good father, I think will tell you <laughs> that, um, it's, it's just, it's impossible. Almost immediately, it's impossible to ever imagine what it was like without, without your son, you know, or your daughter, yeah. in my case, it's son. And, um, it never gets old, you know, like just putting him to bed and, you know, when you cook him a meal that he really likes and he eats the whole thing or, you know, you do, or you take him somewhere fun or you watch him do something for the first time, you know, you just, there's, there's nothing that can, nothing replaces that. And, um, as far as how it changed me, you know, it, it was almost immediately. I just realized it was just his perspective. Yeah. It's like, I used to get so angry about the most pointless things when I was in TNA, you know, and it was, and it, and it, and it cost me, you know, because when I got to the point where I was in the high pressure situation as the world champion, I was 27 years old. I was just a kid, you know, and, and, uh, I didn't know how to deal with some of the circumstances. I didn't know how to deal with the pressure, you know, and I, and I, you know, and it, and it cost me ultimately it with, with them. But it's like, I'm glad it happened that way. But as soon as I figured, as soon as I knew I was going to be a father, I was the world champion when I found out I was going to be a father in wow. TNA. And it was like, almost immediately, I just remember thinking like, I don't have the energy to be mad about stuff anymore. You know, like, mm-hmm. I, 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 I had a healthier perspective on it. It's like, it's, you know, tomorrow's another day. Yeah. you have to be a father every day yeah it's like um everything comes into perspective how everything seems so trivial whatever you was mad about and then now that you know you have a life to take care of this is your you know this is yours you're like oh man like you know things gotta you know i gotta turn things yeah. around and i gotta change things around so yeah well, and it's and it's also and it's so you know it's also um a way to sort of look at your actions and go would you want your son to to do this so, you know, if you, you know, would you, if you saw your son behaving this way, would you be proud of him? And if the answer is no, then you're doing something wrong. Yeah, awesome. Um, I know the, you know, the NWA has been through, you know, it's it's been around even since I was a kid. I used to watch it all the time on CBS six oh five Saturday night, and you know, there was always a difference, like. You know, when I was younger, WWE was like the cartoons because, you know, it was like real life superheroes. NWA was brass tacks wrestlers, you know, just plain wrestlers. They had, you know, there was people there with gimmicks, but it was really no gimmicks. It was just straight up wrestling. And it was basically promos and interviews. Um, Is it going to be? It's like Cornette said, it was it was an entertaining sport rather than sports entertainment. (laughs) Yes, yes. Yes, he's that's that's. You know what? You said it perfectly right there. Um, there's not going to be like, um, there's not going to be any kind of like uh, gimmicky stuff. Is it just like guys straight up wrestling and, you know, brass tacks back to the way it was? Well, everybody has a gimmick, yeah. you know, even if your gimmick is that you, even if your character is that you don't have a gimmick, that's, that's a character in and of itself. Yeah. You know, so like. I look at myself now, you know, doing, uh, you know, as, as a national treasure character, I suppose, yeah. uh, for lack of a better term. To say, I mean, I don't see it that way because it's me, but yeah. it's it's definitely an incarnation of my career. When I look back at, you know, my Magnus, that was a gimmick, you know, some, there, there were elements of me in there, but it's, you know, but this, yeah, this is me and this is, but this is me, you know, it's dressed up. I mean, I don't, <laughs> I don't. I hate 
hate to I hate to ruin the illusion, people, but you know the three piece suits and stuff. I don't tend to wear those to you know to go to the to go to, to go down to the farmers market. Uh, you know what I mean? I, but I obviously I like to be well presented everywhere I go. But um, you know, it's just always just with the volume turned up and. Um, there are there are going to be some characters. Yeah. You know, there are going to be some gimmicks, but they're wrestling gimmicks. Okay. You know, and they're not. Um, they're not. A, nobody's dressed as a chicken or nothing like that. That's what I mean. Like no one's like a chicken or, a, you know, like a superhero, or nothing like that. That's what I mean. Like not that. Type. Uh, no, I mean yeah. you know, there's 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 a, there's a few there's a few characters that are very, very pro wrestling. I mean, the best way for me to describe this show and and some of the characters involved is it's, it's unapologetic pro wrestling. Okay. Meaning, like, it's we are not ashamed of what, of of you know, of wrestling. Right? <laughs> we're, we're not pretending. We're not pretending that we're Hollywood. You know, we're not pretending. Like, and and again, this is not a dig at anyone. You know, the WWE. Some of the WWE stars are genuine celebrities. They, especially now with Fox, like they go to red carpets and they go to different like that, and that's great. Like. I hope that we can get there one day as far as like the recognition of the NWA in, in, in the sports and entertainment world. But we are not ashamed of being wrestlers. You know, we, 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 we love pro wrestling and what pro wrestling represents, you know, to generations of people. I meet people as the world champion, you know, especially in the South who tell me that you know, that they're so glad that that title is back because they used to sit with their, you know, this was the thing that brought them and their father together or their grandfather, you know, or their uncle or their, them and their brothers, you know, was wrestling on a Saturday, it was on a Saturday evening, you know, sitting there and watching Ric Flair and Dusty Rhodes and Harley Race and, you know what I mean? It's, it, that, that's what brought people together. And so for us to be responsible for you know for some of that is a huge is a huge honor and we are we are proud of it we we and we want to embrace what wrestling is you know because ufc and boxing and all these other they've all stolen from pro wrestling over the years but but they've stolen from that pro wrestling they've stolen from rick flair and you know that and uh, guys like that like and that that's where and that's where we said look I think some of the some of the current pro wrestling is a little bit over engineered because they're forgetting what brought us to the dance, which is guys cutting promos down the lens, being outrageous, and then going in the ring and having a fight. Yeah, yeah. Will we see any other um, NWA alumni returning, or any any surprises you can tell us about? Surprises I can't tell you about because you know by the very nature. Ooh. Be <laughs> okay. Um, but the Rock and Roll Express, you know, will be there. I think that that's there's no secret. Yeah. And, um, you know, as far as other NWA alumni, obviously Jim Cornette is an alumni, and wow, uh, you know, awesome. there, I'm sure that there will be more as as time goes on. You'll have to tune in to find out. Nice, nice, and um. But um, we are we are very much about forging our own legacy as much as as much as embracing the past. It's it's not it's you know anyone who's involved in this is involved based on merit, not 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 on anything that's you know been done before. Yeah. We honor the past and we and we're moving it forward into the future. Yeah. Um, Nick, a question for you. Um, what has been so far in your life 
your worst match, your worst match, and your best match. Worst <laughs> match, I, you know, uh, it was. I, I, it was in England sometime very early in my career. Okay. And I wrestled, I wrestled basically like a backyard wrestler who'd never been trained, you know, in one of these, one of these promotions where you show up and you realize pretty quickly that none of these, none of these guys were trained. They just, you know, bought a ring and, you know, just kind of self-taught. And I wrestled a guy who's called Dr. Stretch. <laughs> Dr. Stretch? Wow. <laughs> Dr. Stretch. Did he have a singlet on? <laughs> I'm sitting in the dressing room, <laughs> yeah. and I see like I'm, you know I see the sheet, and it says you know me Doctor Stretch, and I, I look at <laughs> and Johnny Storm was on that show. I traveled down with Johnny Storm, so oh. we're sitting there and we're just we're looking around, going like oh geez, you know. <laughs> and I looked at the thing and said oh Doctor Stretch, and I said this guy must be a shooter. I think, and I, in my mind I was thinking oh god, like it's going to be some you know some guy who thinks he's a shooter and wants to like you know. Because with a name like Dr. Stretch, I mean, you would assume that he's going to stretch you. Like, that's the point, right? So I'm thinking, okay, like, you know, I've been put in with the typical, like, bruiser, you know, amateur guy, whatever. And then this skinny, pale, red-haired, like, guy who looked like, you know... And I, I love the guy, so I'm not. I don't mean this as, as a disparagement to him as a guy, but he looked to, he looked like Sam Roberts. Oh, like, this guy comes in, oh he looks kind of like that, and he's you know, and he's a hundred, hundred and fifty pounds soaking wet, and he's like, <laughs> and he, and he look, and he's got this shitty white, you know, doctor's coat on. Looks like he bought it for like for you know Halloween. <laughs> and he just says like, oh, hi, I'm Malcolm or whatever his name is. And I'm just kind of like, okay. And I, you know, and I just say, we go out and he could just tell this guy, not only did he not have a clue what he was doing, but he was scared to death. And it was just, uh, it was just a horrible. I ended up pretty much just, um, just kind of manhandling him and pinning him, you know, and just being like, get the fuck out of the ring. Um, best match. I think it was me and Marty at the Crockett Cup. Wow. I think. I think that I think it's a close call between that and the two out of three falls with Cody and Nashville. Yeah. But um, I, I'm super proud of both of those matches, you know. But I think that I think that overall, I think that the the match with I think the match with Marty is you know is probably my my best piece of work, you know, from the. The story, the emotion, the blood, the the action, the the, the flow of it, the moment, you know, and the, the finish. Just, the, just, I, you know, I. It's very rare that you have something where you look back at it and you think I wouldn't change anything, but I don't think I would change anything about that match. All right, and uh, my final question for you, Nick, is what would the Nick of today tell the Nick of yesterday? Uh, I would tell him to pick his battles. Yeah. You know that. That. Uh, not everything is, you know, that your pride is not, it's not as important as your future. Mm. That's strong. Your pride is not as important as your future. That's awesome. That's powerful, man. Um, um, Nick, um, so NWA Power, it's, it's on the Fight app, Facebook, YouTube. Is there any other platforms? Yeah. Is there any other platforms? It's 6.05 Eastern, so... 5.05 Central, 11.05 p.m. UK time, 
God knows what time Azerbaijan time, but it's all <laughs> out there. Everybody can see it from 6.05 Eastern time, youtube.com slash NWA, facebook.com slash NWA, or Fight TV. It's, it's, you know, all we want is for people to just give it a chance, watch it, and just and feel it and experience it. And I, I promise you, it's like no other wrestling show currently out there. It's you, you want... If you think to yourself, God, I can't just watch, I can't watch any more wrestling, then still watch our show because this it's it ain't anything like wrestling, you know, or it's not like the wrestling that you that, that's 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 around today. So it's it, it's it, it flies by. I've seen the I've seen the rough cut of episode one. It flies by. Wow. Um. Did you ever think? I was say, did you ever think in this era we would have wrestling like or oh, a lot of wrestling five days a week now? There's so much wrestling out there. I I didn't I didn't and um, i was still yet to I'm still yet to make up my mind whether it's a good or a bad thing. <laughs> but you know I'm glad that so many of my friends and colleagues are being are able to make a good living in this line of work. Yes, yes, awesome, and Nick. Um, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Um, definitely um plug your social media plug um. Any events you have upcoming up? Or any so conventions or signings or anything you got coming up? Or uh, so my social, my Twitter is at Real Nicoldis. Same, same for my Facebook, and then uh, Instagram is just at Nicoldis. Um, kind of taking, been taking limited bookings because of uh, because of the post production work and because of the you know the the power tapings in Atlanta and stuff. But uh, I do have, I do have a show coming up. Uh, at the end of this month in Minneapolis, um, uh, it's I believe the 28th of October. Uh, it's for it's with, with Ken Anderson. So if you if you follow him, you can get all the information on that. The number of the number of NWA talent will be there, including the uh, the women's champion Allison Kay and uh, Wildcard, you know Tom Larimer and Royce Isaac. So yeah, this it's uh, that that'll be a lot of fun. Um. No, no conventions or signings coming up as of now. We've been, uh, we've, we've been solely focused on the NWA Power Show, which you know, which that, that's my sole priority now is to, to promote that and create awareness for it. Uh, Nick, um, best of luck in the NWA. Stay injury free, and um, hopefully, a lot of people is going to be raving about it on Facebook and those wrestling sites. So you'll, you know, you'll definitely, you'll definitely know the feedback after Tuesday. But um, I hope everything works out, man. Thank you. And I hope everybody out there was intellectually stimulated by way of mobile devices. Have a good one, folks.